I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. We're disappointed the tournament's ended early for us. We've got a lot to be happy about the way we got there after 23 years. We've got a lot to be happy about the way we approached the tournament. We tried to compete, we tried to play as well as we could. And unfortunately not quite good enough to get out the group stage and, and get to the knockout round. But we'll learn from it. And we'll make sure it's not 23 years before we go to the next tournament. This is the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi. Yep, Croatia just too much for Scotland last night. The continues in the tournament itself, but for us, Barry, it's over. We're just watching there with the matches underway, but it's over for Scotland, but you're not down and out. You feel we're going to be back. Yeah, of course. Look, I'm taking the positives out of it. Paul, we, we reached um, our first major finals in 23 years. There was some really good performances from the, the boys. I look back and last Friday was a, a great night for us. I thought yep. we deserved to win. Look, we're obviously disappointed. Um, you want to go through into the, the next stages. Um, but listen, I think going forward, this Scotland team with introduction to, to some of the young players as well, I think the future's bright. The future's bright, and let's not forget, we come up against a top-class opponent last night. They were an absolute joy to yep. watch, and they had outstanding players. Um, Modric, for one, as I've said before on this show, I could watch him 24-7. Um, what a wonderful football player. He ran the game last night, and it was a level too much for us. Sometimes you've just got to accept that. But look, let's take the positives. Let's not be negative about it. We reached, as I says. We reached our, our first major championship in 23 years. And going forward, I'm really positive. Mark, because it's brought a real feel-good factor to the country, especially after COVID. Listen, we're all gutted, we're disappointed. Uh, we got a masterclass last night, though, from yeah. Modric, as was mentioned. What's your feeling overall? Uh, overall, um, disappointing that we're out, Paul. It would have been great to make it to the last 16. There was a potential to be playing at Hamden um, next Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't to be last night. We had to reach the levels that we reached at Wembley, where we had 11 players who, from David Marshall right out to the two strikers up top, were outstanding, absolutely outstanding to a man. Last night, we didn't reach uh, those levels. Croatia made sure that we didn't reach those levels. They picked on our weaknesses, strengths. We just couldn't get going at times. They really did pass us off the park. They were a quality team. And it was unfortunate we went out. But when you only score one goal in three games, Paul, we want to look at the cold hard fact. Mm. You score one goal in three games, you ain't going through. No. And it's just unfortunate that we don't have a, a really, really, really good number nine. And that's with the greatest respect to, to Lyndon Dykes um, and Shannon. They're good, good players. But um, we fell a wee bit short. But do you know what? Steve Clark and these players have given us some fantastic moments to come back to November mm. um, to, to Serbia on the penalty shootout. To Friday night, I mean, even if we could just have if we could yeah. bottle that feeling that we had for four or five days we're all deflated now and his team selection last night I don't know about Barry but I'm not going to say oh Steve Clark picked the wrong team he didn't I think we all thought that was the right team that he picked he kept it simple the one in force change Stuart Armstrong for Billy Gilmer um, but it just wasn't to be we were given a lesson and credit to Croatia they thoroughly deserved their, their win
All right, when you're listening at home or if you're at work, give us a call 0808 17 17 700. How do you feel about Scotland's performance? And what was your favourite moment of the last, a favourite moment? I feel almost like a, a hangover, Barry, and yet no drink has been taken. It's a wee bit of a hangover today. We're in the Radisson Red, as you know, uh, preparing for it last night. A great crowd we had, Mark, wasn't it? Yeah. Barry, you were there last week as well. Thanks to everyone looking uh, after us. But it, it's over. I guess it is. It's like a wee bit of a hangover, but yeah. down but not out. No, I mean, yeah. I think um, we were all hoping that whether we were going to be playing in Seville um, or whether Sorry. we were going to be playing um, in uh-huh. Copenhagen yeah. or whether it was going to be Hamden. That were the three options. We've ended up with, with nothing. And it was. We, we were all buzzing. You know, last night at, at six o'clock at the Radisson Red, everybody was buzzing. On Friday night, we were all buzzing after the Scotland-England game. You were down there, the infiltrator. Um <laughs> But it's a, it's a shame it wasn't to be, but yep. I've enjoyed it, Paul. It's a shame it's not lasted a wee bit longer, but I've enjoyed mm-hmm. it. It's now all about trying to get to Qatar yep. in 2022. I think that's going to be a really, really tough uh, ask to qualify for Qatar, but let's go and give it a shot. Barry, what about that moment last night, Callum McGregor's goal? How well he took it and the moment, the joy. Did you see it in the social media, the reaction uh, of our team as well? Yeah, get it. listen, great finish. Um his he's right peg mm-hmm. as well um, I thought he, he took it well and, and the celebrations I was watching it with the Alaba boys um, and my staff did you all get together? yeah uh, we trained early um, the boys requested that um, and Saturday if, if I could sort that out and I had no problem whatsoever because we're all Scotland supporters mm-hmm. we want to watch our, our national team do well so we trained early all the boys get in um, a big room socially distanced uh, should I say and we watched it on the, the big screen where a bit of food and when Callum McGregor scored that goal the full room um, was going absolute yep. crazy uh, but listen it just wasn't to be and look we've got to be brutally honest we were up against a top opposition yep. Paul I don't care what anybody says I thought they had some unbelievable individuals as I says Luka Modric I thought Perisic as well was a different class Kovic in the middle of the park um, as well so they were in the World Cup final three years ago. I know a lot mm. of people saying they're an aging squad, but you don't lose your ability. Um, so it was just a step too far. But let's look. Let's get behind them again for this World Cup qualification. Yep. Um, I agree with Mark. It's going to be difficult to get to Qatar, but it's possible with this group. What do you think? Give us a call. 0808 17 17 700. Loads of calls coming in. Kieran from Cope Bridge is on. He's got a question for Barry. Good evening, Kieran. Evening, how are you? Good, yeah, yourself. What did you make of it last night? Oh, very tough evening. Um, good performance from the boys. Uh, like I say, shout my heart out. Yes, sir, I can boogie, but obviously it wasn't to be, but we're still boogie, don't worry about it. And what about Friday night at Wembley? How proud were you of the Scotland team? I was more proud of Billy Gilmore. Um, He's part of the Scotland team. You know, he's, he's a year younger than me, he's, he's, he's 20 year old and, you know, he's motivating me into my game and, you know, yeah, it's good to see Billy come through the ranks and obviously get a, a man of the match performance. So, yeah, that was really good, but it was also good to see a friend of mine, Kieran Tierney, he was obviously playing as well mm-hmm. for first time in this tournament and, yeah, that was good as well. But let's talk about them for a moment or two. Um... Gilmer, you've been talking about him since oh. early in the season, Barry. Uh, you know what? We're, we're here. We'll talk about anything tonight. Should he have played against Czech Republic? Because against uh, England, he was awesome. Yeah, I think that's uh, maybe something Steve Clark will look back on and say maybe he should have put 
put him in because you've seen his performance against England. Uh, I, I thought he was outstanding. Um, just wants the ball every opportunity. He demands the ball. Um, and he's just a fantastic footballer. As I said, the, the team's going to be built round about Billy Gilmore. That, that's for sure. And I thought on the night against England for a, his first first um, cap, competitive cap um, in a major tournament, I thought he was outstanding, Paul. And he was a joy to watch. And he just showed everybody how good. It's, he's not got potential. He, he's already that good. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be a great player in a couple of years. He already is. Mm-hmm. Believe me when I say this. And it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter for Billy at his age. It's about getting game time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen there's a, a couple of um, teams in from Norwich and Wolves. I would like to see him stay at Chelsea because I honestly believe he's good enough to play in that Chelsea team. Mark? Uh, yeah, I hope he stays at Chelsea. Um, I mean, he has an exceptional talent. It, it was a real... Um, downer when the news broke on, on, on Monday morning that he couldn't play um, last night there's no doubt about that it was a big big loss um, but I think Thomas Tuchel just to touch on his his club I think Thomas Tuchel will want to keep him Paul there'll be a lot of interest but I think he'll want to keep him because I'm not saying he's going to start 40 games for Chelsea next season but I think if you look at the way that Man City Guardiola handled Phil Foden mm-hmm. there was a clamour to get Phil Foden out in loan and even he only, he only played 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 games for Man City but Guardiola said, no, he will learn here. Mm-hmm. He's training every day with the best. And that's, you can't put a price on that. And I think it'll be similar for Billy Gilmer. Every club in the land will want him. But I think Tuchel will keep him at Chelsea. Yeah, we mentioned that just before the programme. Why would you want them playing at Wolves or, or elsewhere at Norwich? It, when surely he will play a la Phil Foden. It worked for him at Man City. Yep, Martin makes a, a great point. Um, he managed Phil Foden. Um, perfectly yep. uh, the season before and then he's became a regular and I think that's what will happen with Billy Gilmer there's no doubt um, I'm sure the, the che- Chelsea manager he knows him he sees him every single day in training mm. he knows in time that his team will be built round about him I, I, I would say as well I, I don't know maybe Barry will know I don't think Billy Gilmer will want to go and loan Billy will say no no no, no. I, I want to stay here Gaffer I want to stay here and fight. I'm going to show you He'll the believe next three or four Mark, months that he, I can play in this team. He believes, he knows yeah. how good he is. Yeah. He'll want to stay at Chelsea and fight for his place. And I'm sure he'll get enough game time next season. Because that's the worry for a lot of people. Is he going to play enough? Yeah. For me, I think he'll get enough games next season to be included in the Scotland squad. And what about Kieran's namesake, Kieran Tierney, Mark? Yeah. Looking at you first uh, at Wembley. So much was said, quite rightly, about Billy Gilmer. But what about the performance of Kieran Tierney? Yeah, Kieran Tierney, um, he showed just what a big miss he was against the Czech Republic. You know, he set a really high standard. Um, he's an outstanding player. Um, he's up there with, with Billy Gilmer, what he's achieved. I'd say that because of what he's achieved, he's ahead of Billy Gilmer. Obviously, they play in different positions. But to have Kieran Tierney on that left-hand side... Um, of the back three he was brilliant he was great against England he played well against last night it was just unfortunate as a team Scotland just couldn't collectively hit the level that was needed to go and win that game Paul you need to produce a special performance um, to beat a, a Croatian team and we just unfortunately fell uh, a bit short but Tierney mm. growing and growing and growing as a player and I think as Barry said a number of times on this show um, I think unless Arsenal make him one of the highest paid players at the club and possibly make him the captain they're, they're going to have a fight to keep him. There's going to be big, big clubs wanting to sign him. Yeah, top yeah. class professional, top class player for me. Um, no doubt in my mind. I, I think Arsenal struggle to keep holding him. Yeah. 
I, I do. Um, don't be surprised if a, a Manchester City, Manchester United, um, even mm-hmm. the big the big European sides. Um, don't be surprised if they're in for Kieran Tierney in the next couple of weeks because I think he's that good. As I said to you, always rated him when he was at Celtic. I thought he was a very good player. Since he's went down to the English Premier League, he's went up a couple of notches and there's no doubt Scotland, when they don't have him, um, they're worse off. When he's in the team, they're a much stronger team, Scotland. Kieran, you agree, obviously? I agree, yeah. Um, absolutely, with the guys. The guys are obviously right as well as, as what I said as well. You know, it's basically just covering the same point. You know, the yep. guys, they've been out doing what they do best. These guys have obviously they've took a bit of a blow. And, you know, the first thing I said last night when the news came out was, you know, how is Scotland going to play without Billy Gilmore? You know, because he puts a man of the match performance in at Wembley against England. You know, the boy's 20-year-old. He's got a lot more to prove and let's see what else he's got to bring up. How unlucky were we with that, though? We've had, what, four different occasions now where we've yeah. been involved in COVID scares and he's been so unlucky. We were, we were, we were really unlucky and even more so for Billy Gilmore. Yeah. You know, if, if you want to be a proper nation, you want to be a proper football team and, and progress, you should still be able to win without Billy mm-hmm. with the greatest respect to him. Yeah, would have given us a better chance had he been playing. But, you know, we're not, surely not at that level think of, you know, Billy Gilmore, who's got one, remember, one competitive cap. Yeah. Billy Gilmore's not playing all of a sudden, well, that's it, game over. So we need to be better. We need to learn lessons. I know it's always, it's a learning curve, but I'm always interested. Well, what have you learned? <laughs> well, let's follow up and find out what have you learned about the past three weeks as a manager, as a coaching staff, and as a squad of players. What have you learned that's going to benefit us as we move into the World Cup qualifiers again in September? Well, here's Stevie Clark saying what the players will have learned and what they will take from the game. Well, hopefully they'll take what you saw from Croatia tonight. His third game experience. They knew how to play the third game in a tournament. They were more ready for it than we were. Uh, possibly we couldn't hit the, the levels that we hit on Friday against England. Uh, so, lots to learn. Lots to learn for everybody, head coach included. Is that experience, Barry? The third game in a tournament? Yeah, because yeah. none, none of these players have had the experience sure. of playing in, yeah. in, in a tournament. And I do honestly believe that Friday did take a lot out of the players. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, Mark mentioned at the start of the show, for David Marshall right through to Lyndon Dykes, everybody was on top of their game. When you've got 11 players on the top of your game, you've got a right good chance. Unfortunately, last night, we only had three or four. Um, not, not saying that the, the boys didn't do well last night. I thought they did. Um, they were just up against a, a team that were on a different level. And sometimes you've got to hold your hands up and say the team you were playing against were just better. Yeah. And that's what Croatia were. Um, but I, as I say, as I remain positive, I do think we've got enough in the locker to continue to qualify for major tournaments every single um Every two years they come up, i.e. the World Cup in Qatar, it's going to be difficult. Do I believe I've got the squad to do it? Yeah, I do. And I think that bodes well for the future. We need Here. to score goals, yep. Paul. Mm-hmm. We need to score of course, goals. Yeah. And I know the that's an obvious goal. thing sure. to say, but we do. We, we, we created over the three games, we probably created 14, 15, 16 chances, of which six or seven were really good chances that you need to take. And we, we we took okay we took one with Cal McGregor but you're not going to rate that as a chance an exceptional goal an exceptional finish but you know again going back to if, moving on now if we are to qualify for Qatar we need to start converting our chances because we've got we've got good creativity in the team but we need to start putting chances. You see away. The, the positive thing for me is we're creating the chances. I, I would be worried if we weren't creating the chances. But listen, the hardest thing in football 
it's taking thirty chances, and we're no we're no doing it uh, doing it just now. Lyndon Dykes and she Adams for me have been excellent for Scotland. I just don't think they're out and out goal scorers. Yeah. And one guy keeps coming into my mind constantly. Who you're going to see here? Is Lee one, Griffiths two, yeah. together? Lee yep. Griffiths. Yeah. And yeah, I've been watching him. He's been on Sky a couple of times. I've mm. seen an interview, and hopefully um, he can get back to playing football on a regular basis. And we've got one on our doorstep. And it's him. Absolutely. We did talk about him last night, you know, when it was 1-1 and you think, well, if it continued to that, if you get him on late in the game, yeah. but he wasn't there. Yeah. Kieran, there was something I think you want to ask Barry as well. Yeah, obviously I'm going to this tournament and I spoke to Barry a few months a few months ago um, about going up to see him at Kelty Hearts, but obviously he's left there and he's awaiting a new job. But I want to know as a coach perspective, I'm going to this tournament at the weekend what motivation have you got for a young player? Going into... What, what sort of tournament, tournament is it you're going into? So I'm playing a tournament at Broadwood at the weekend and we are... What age group is a, it? It's, a, uh, it's just a mixed group. So it's like basically like an amateur team. Okay. All right, so it's yeah. adults. Uh -huh. Yep, adults. Yeah, yeah. Amateurs playing this weekend. And are you managing a team? No, no, I'm a player. But what motivation have you got for a man from a manager's point of view that I can take into my game going into the weekend? He won't extra in his wages for this, but Barry, <laughs> go on, give him a few words. No, listen, yeah. it's just about <laughs> yeah. uh, don't have any regrets. I say that in my players every single time. Mm. You don't come into the dressing room after a game and think to yourself, I could have maybe have done that better or this better. Just make sure you go out and you give it everything you've got. And that's all a, a coach or a manager can ask his players. Listen, you can have bad games or good games. As long as you can walk in after it, knowing that you've gave everything you've got, then a manager or coach will be happy. Kieran, don't have any regrets. No, well, there you go. You've heard it from the from either myself, you know. But obviously, Barry as well. I've got another wee question, if that's okay, just to fire that quickly in. Fire away. Um, you said to us when you were at Kelty Hearts, I was a, I was more than welcome to come to a training session. Obviously, if you've <laughs> left, I can't really be. Keeping me up to that now, you know what I mean? You can still listen, go to Celtic Hearts. <laughs> yeah, listen, I know what you're wanting me to say. You can come. You're more than welcome to come to Alaba. There you go. Magic. All right, Kieran. Can I just chuck it out there as well? Um, Barney, what? You're, you're, more than, you're more than welcome to come to the, the tournament on Saturday or Sunday if you want. He's working. Well, I'm, I'm training on Saturday. Training. And um, I take Sundays off. That's my rest day. But Kieran, listen, thanks for calling in. We need to move on. Kieran, our first caller, 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. I think when you look across the tournament, we, we certainly had enough shots, we created enough chances. Uh, it's something that we have to work on. But the players will, will get better and better at it. You know, Lyndon's a relatively new international player. Shea Adams is the same. So we can improve on it. Kevin Nisbet will get better the more he's involved. Um, and we've got players that can score goals from midfield, as Callum showed tonight. So, yeah, we have, listen, we have to get better at we have to get better at everything. We've also conceded a number of goals in the tournament that I think were preventable. So we have to get better in every department. We have to get better, Mark, but we will get better, you believe, under Steve Clark. And how far he's taken us in just a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. I mean, I, we, all, we are all a bit disappointed just now, but if you reflect, Paul, on the past sort of year um, from, from Serbia, yep. um, you know, getting through the playoffs, um, penalty shootouts against Israel as well... Um, to getting a draw at Wembley, it's just a shame we couldn't get that final hurdle um, last night in the knockout stages. But, you know, we do need to learn, we do need to get better. 
and um, the games are starting we've got three games in September mm-hmm. um, which you know by that point by the end of that we'll be more than halfway through the section to get to Qatar so September is serious business if we don't come out of September well Qatar's finished you know so we need to we need to really hit the ground running and we've got tough games we've got Denmark away Moldova at home and Austria away in September so we need to be looking at minimum minimum five, five points, points from from those three games Barry I like that interview mm. for Steve Clark yep. he says they've got to work on it they've got to improve on it and they've got to be better at it and I like that that's just honesty and I think fans will appreciate that and I'm sure Mark just mentioned the next round of games um, they'll be working on certain things that he thinks he can improve on and the players are no daft either mm. they know they, they can improve on certain things um, but as I said I keep looking at the squad I think we've got a very competitive squad a very good squad but they three games they're, they're tough games mm. they're, um, and they'll be here before we know it September yeah, they will yep. be they're just round the corner a couple of months away um, so no look we'll go into that I'm sure they'll, they'll take a few things away for the last three games um, they'll go away and digest it and when they come back and meet up again, they'll go and work on certain things and I'm sure they'll they'll improve. Barry will Barry will one step in the championship with Aloe bit in. So it'll be, it'll be, it'll be absolutely fine. <laughs> I'm calling, it, calling it by September. <laughs> I know the season will be here uh, sooner than we know. But yeah. let's take more calls about Scotland and about last night and about the tournament for us. Darren's on the line from Fort William. Good evening, Darren. How's it going, guys? Good, going good. What about yourself? You got a hangover today from it all, or how are you feeling? Uh, no, I was working today, so yeah. I was not to risk it. And had a few, but not too many. Uh-huh. I think I just <laughs> meant a mental kind of hangover from it. You know, it's a, it's oh, a I, disappointment. I, I, yeah. Emotional. Yeah. Emotional. emotional. Yeah. I had the hangover last Saturday. Did you? Uh-huh. What happened? Oh, it was the anniversary, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was watching this. The, England game. Oh, Friday England night. Game. Ah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Did you afterwards? Yeah. yeah you've got yeah, to listen because I thought it was a, a brilliant performance. We deserve uh-huh. to win. Uh-huh. We were a better team. I don't care what anybody says. For sure. We were a better team we on the night. Yeah, with that moment at the beginning where they, they hit the post, but after that, Scotland played so well. It was an amazing atmosphere uh, at Wembley. Darren, what are your, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, no, I was just wondering what the guys thought about, you know, Steve Clark got pinched by a club. Uh, and who they think would be the best mm. candidate to take their nation forward because obviously we don't want to regress at the moment, we want to mm. progress and we want to make the right appointment and you know, foreign he, managers haven't done well at Scotland but you know, uh, I wonder if they go down the Scottish route, who would they go for? You obviously must be worried. Uh, Are you worried? Do you know something that he might be going somewhere? Me? Ah, he's going for the Fort William job. <laughs> he's heading up there to uh, the Highlands. Uh, Highlands League. Uh, yeah, but it has happened before we know it that managers have gone. Yeah. Barry, is I hope he mind? doesn't. Yep. Listen, I've got a lot of respect for him. Um, I think he's a, a, a top manager. Um, but listen, we, we don't know. I, I th- I'm sure he'll be in th- the thoughts of a lot of club chairmen mm-hmm. um, for what he's done for Scotland. As I says, he, he qualified us for the first time in 23 years. I think he's one thing he's built is a real good spirit amongst a group of players. Um, I hope he's not. I think he's a man, hopefully, to take us uh, forward into the World Cup qualifiers. Um, so we just need to wait and see because there is a few jobs up. Um, 
I hope he stays. Hope he stays. Spain have just gone one up. Sweden were one up earlier in those matches. Mark, there are so many jobs, mind you, in England. It's yeah. unlikely to be Scotland, isn't it? Yeah. You know, he's he spent most of his working yeah. life in England. Down south. Yeah, I mean, had he not been uh, the manager of Scotland, then, you know, had, sorry, had he been out of work just now, uh. I think he'd have been the next manager of Celtic um, after Neil Lennon. But he's not. The, the one, if there's, if there's one that I'm looking at down south, I think... Mm, he could be a contender would be the film job if Scott Parker goes to Bournemouth. Which is the buzz, isn't it, that yep. he's going to go there? I think yep. that, you know, mm. possibly Steve Clark could be um, in the mix for, for a job uh, like that. But it, but it depends because there's so many uh, foreign owners, American owners down yeah. south, Paul, we keep, they, they want the Hollywood mm -hmm. name. Now you look at all these owners, they, a lot of British managers mm. tend to get overlooked. You need to be exceptional mm. to get a job in English Premier League or even the English mm. um, Championship. But... Um, I hope that Steve Clark stays on and I'm sure he will mm -hmm. but if there's one that they might have a wee tickle at him it might be Fulham mm -hmm. I, I get the vibe from him he enjoys international management where he meets up every three months he's got time to go back down to England and spend with his, with his family mm -hmm. so I'm not too sure if club management would suit him it would need mm -hmm. to be a, a top job I, I'm not saying Fulham ain't a good club listen I know they've just been relegated but I think he enjoys the international scene mm -hmm. where it's no day to day he gets a bit of time off, he goes and watches games um, and also gets time to, to spend with his family. So here's what he said at full time last night. At the moment it's just disappointment we're out of the tournament, we wanted to stay in as long as we could, so disappointed that we've, we haven't managed to get out of the group stage. Uh, you, have, you have to give me tonight to get to get over that and then a few days and then we'll all sit, listen, we'll all sit down, we'll take stock of it, we'll look at what performance is, I'll look at my performance, I'll look at the performance of the players. And we'll look and see what we can do better in the future. And we'll make sure it's not 23 years before we go to the next tournament. Mark, I did notice that when I heard it again this morning. You know, I'll take stock of my own performance. He's very analytical. He's very fair. Yeah. Was there a wee hint there that, you know, maybe he... I, I don't want to set something running yeah. that isn't there, but I did think about that when he said it. Oh, I'm going to think about my own performance. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd be very surprised, you know, if, if he... If he to, if he to quit, to resign. Mm. Um, you know, if, if a club wants to come in for him... And pay the compensation. There, you know, it'd be up to the SFA to go and um, negotiate and see what happens from there. But we're, we're talking about hypotheticals yeah. um, at the moment. Do yeah. I think Steve Clark will still be the Scotland manager come September for the three games? Yes, I do. I'd be very, very surprised if he's not. Put it this way: he ain't going to get sacked, and I don't think he'll he'll he'll, he'll, he'll no walk out in this group in the middle of a campaign. But a different story if a club comes in and they're willing to give the SFA whatever the, the, the level of compensation due, then we're looking at potentially a different story. So, Darren, it's difficult. I, I don't think Barry or Mark would want to say who would be there because it's ifs, spots and maybes. Have you, you've been thinking about it, have you got a name that you would have if Steve Clark goes to club football? Um, I mean, it's hard to say. I'd, I'd like to think David Moyes might fancy at some point no he won't at the moment uh, no West Ham no not new contract. Moment, no yeah. but I'm, I'm, I mean like you know later down down the line mm -hmm. if Clark decided to go um, you know but I'm thinking there's, there's not many names jump out at me apart from David Moyes that would you know progress the, the country as much as Steve Clark has um, what are you thinking for the World Cup for the squad itself so many, I mean, the average age of the team is really young, apart from the goalkeepers, but goalkeepers are often well yeah. into their 30s. What are you feeling about it? What about the players? You mentioned uh, Nesbitt earlier on. You know, we've talked about Billy Gilmer, David Turnbull. Yeah. What, what do you feel but about this squad? Uh, there's a name I that... Think it's, yeah. Sorry, on you go. 
No, on you go, Barry. There's a name that quite a lot of people have not mentioned who I've kept a close eye on in terms of he's had a few injuries over the last year, 18 months, centre half. John Souter, I think he could be right. a Scotland player in the, the future. I know sometimes we worry about our, our centre back. So I think we've got a real good crop of young, young guys. Um, you've, you've seen the four young players that come into the squad. Um, Nisbet, for me, in time, could be our number nine. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. Nathan Patterson. Come on, for the last Briefly. seven or eight yeah. minutes, um, you've got obviously Billy Gilmer. Um, I was just a bit disappointed, I've been honest, I didn't see David Turnbull step onto the pitch. I'd like to have seen him. Would you have made a few more subs late in the game? Listen, it's it's easy to say that when you're you're sitting watching it on the TV. It's, it's definitely the, the sidelines, believe me, when I, when I, I say that. Um, but I would, I would have liked to have seen David Turnbull because mm. I do think in the future he will be a certain starter for Scotland. But the future's bright in terms of young players coming through. There's a lot of good players for me um, that can hit high levels. Mark, what about Suter? What about Soapy? Yeah, if he can yeah. steer clear injury and we, we, we could obviously assess him at a higher level now with Hearts being mm-hmm. promoted again under under Robbie Neilson. Like he's, he's, yeah. he's a footballer. He's a footballer. And he, he has been hell of unlucky and he, he burst out of the scene at Dundee United mm-hmm. under uh, Craig Levine maybe, was it eight, yep. nine years or... I can't remember. Maybe oh. no, Jackie McNamara. I think maybe Jack. Okay. Anyway, whoever it was, he uh, he has he has the potential to be a really good player. But the one thing that you'd like to think that that you, that the guys will take away from the past three or four weeks, Paul, is being at a major tournament. How good they felt. How good they felt on Friday night. The yeah. buzz for the next four or five days with the whole nation is behind them. What it's like to be involved at a major tournament. Their stock is up. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden clubs are looking at them. They can start earning a few more quid. All of that goes into the mix, um, and just to, how proud they'll have been to have been part of it. Also, hopefully, that can drive them on again from September onwards. As you look, we know what we can get to mm-hmm. in December of next year. You know, it's less than eighteen months away the World Cup. We know what's there for us. Let's go and do it. You know, yeah. Kieran Tierney, Andy Robertson, Billy Gilmore. Let's go and drive this squad of players on again and get to the World uh, Cup next year for the taste there'll be a real hunger and desire for this group of players I have no doubt in my mind um, as Mark just mentioned there they've experienced something that a lot of players haven't done and as I said the full nation was behind it it was great to yeah. see I right. loved it, it I loved the last 10 or so days um, when they kicked off against Czech Republic disappointing result but the yeah. full nation mm-hmm. was behind them the kids and all that uh, in the football strips yep, the flags yep. hanging out of windows mm-hmm. car windows the full country was behind them, so that'll give the guys added incentive to to make sure they give it their best shot to qualify for uh, Qatar. Um, and I, I honestly believe they can do it. Good. They will do it, in fact. It's not far away, Lee Griffiths. You mentioned him earlier. Could he be part of it? But what did it mean to him watching the Euros? And what did he think of the squad? You've seen someone. how much it meant to everybody to get to get to the the finals. Um, so it's about making sure that we give them that sense of hope again, especially you know Qatar and moving forward to the next European Championships and make it a regular thing because you know with the Tartan Army and World Cups and European Championships, you know, are going to make everybody proud. And going forward, 
I think the manager have a, a clear plan as long as the boys are playing well at the club level and, and scoring goals that you have a, an incline who's going to be in the squad next. Hopefully I'm involved and that'll be great. But if not, you know, other boys will be there to champion it a bit to, to make sure we're on the road to Qatar. And hopefully he'll keep himself fit this year and come back in shape for because that was one of the tragedies of this year that we didn't have uh, our best natural striker to be in the squad. It's nice to hear. Hopefully I'm involved. Yeah. So mm. what he needs to do is go and have a right good pre-season. And if he does, if he comes back fit, one thing you'll get for Lee Griffiths is goals. Um, but he needs to play regular. Um, we don't know. I, I don't know the situation. Do you, Mark? At Celtic, his, his contract's up next week. Uh, he's had conversations with Postecoglou, and the indication seems to be. I read between the lines, Barry. It looks to me as though Postecoglou wants to keep him, or he's been advised to keep him. But I suspect that he will not be kept on on the current contract that's due to kick in I think it'll be reduced in terms of more of an emphasis on, on appearance money appearance to really keep him hungry I, I suspect that that's not I don't know that for sure but reading between the lines I yep. suspect that's what the case is and that seems fair doesn't it yeah absolutely oh, yeah. Yep. here's his thoughts on the England game Rafa got the tactics spot on I think the players executed the game plan very very well on a different night we win the game um, but it wasn't to be and then you know looking forward to September as long as we can replicate the kind of performances we should be okay and on Croatia last night yeah I'd like to think so um, but I said that Monday in an interview here that Croatia were no mugs you know they're a great mm. side and they proved that last night you know the, you have to look at Luka Modric's goal outside the foot in the top corner it just shows the world class that he's got and you know Kovacic as well even Perisic on the left hand side they've got a number of good players and although a number of them aren't you know household names as, as you like they're still a well drilled side and what does he think of the manager? Because that's what Darren was asking about. What's the future uh, of Steve Clark? What does he feel about him? Now he'll, he'll enjoy his time off, but he'll be looking forward to getting the boys back in September, making sure that you know they're fully focused, ready for that road to Qatar. The gaffer and you know his coaching staff have got a real belief in the squad. You know the boys have got belief in themselves to go and make sure that we can get to major tournaments on a a regular basis and you know I've done one now and let's make sure we can go and get the next two or three or four. Darren, so we're not going to win the Euros. We never said we would. Who do you reckon is going to win? Um, I put my neck on it. I think Italy just look right. a well-drilled team. Um, I think they might be the outsiders, but I mean, I think they're up there. And Belgium have got a good chance. They might be a wee bit suspect at the back, mm. but um, Italy just seem like they're it's playing nice. good football, yep. which is not normal. Normally, they're quite cagey and sit back and yep. you know invite the pressure and hit teams on the break, but. Great to watch this time. Barry, what do you reckon? Yeah, it's a good shout. Listen, yeah. I've been impressed with Italy over the last three games. I watched the last game. I thought Verratti in the middle of the pitch was, was a, a, joy to, <laughs> a joy to watch. Uh, normally, what, what you get for Italy, they don't concede many. Yeah. I think that was 11 games without conceding a goal in international football. That's some feat, that. Um, but also going forward, they look a real threat. Mm. And he made a number of changes. I think it was seven or eight changes he made for that last game. So... They've got a real strong squad and they've got every chance, every chance that they have. We're on Go Radio, Glasgow's own call there from Darren in Fort William. Thanks, Darren. Enjoy the summer and uh, stay tuned for the build-up to the World Cup Qatar next year. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Barry, how long can we keep this music going? I always felt it was actually, we'll keep it for the World Cup. I think we'll bring it back. Um, we've loved it over the past couple of weeks, but it's just too short. We lived the dream for, what, nine, ten days? And obviously the months leading up to it and the nation just rejoiced in it. And that moment at Wembley when we came away with the point and then we had the chance against Croatia we had chances last night but they were just too good for us yeah, th yeah. that's been the best thing for me listen brilliant reaching yeah. 
the European uh, Championships, but the nation as a whole getting behind uh, the the twenty six players and and the manager and the coaching staff's been been brilliant. Listen, we just fell short, but let's let's try and be positive and no negative and let's um, cheer the team on for the the next round of games in the World Cup qualification in, in September. It's going to be tough. Mark rhymed off the the three games, um, but let's get behind them again. As I said. I'm quietly confident that we can do it. Love it. We're not the cheerleaders, but we're positive about it. We're right behind uh, Scotland. We're looking forward to it. How's the pre-season going for you, Barry? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. I've got to be honest with you. We've done testing last Tuesday and Thursday and the results were, were excellent. Mm -hmm. I was delighted with them. We had our first full uh, session on Saturday as a group. Spent two and a half hours with them. Really good. Uh, they were bang at it. And last night, again, um, their attitude's been first class. And as a manager, that's all I can ask it. Whatever session we put on, they go out there and, and give it their all and they've certainly did that the last couple of sessions. Former Scotland Rangers captain and now manager at Alloa Athletic. We're delighted you with us for the new season as well, Barry. There were a few of the, the big guns in for you in TV and radio, but uh, you're staying with us for next year. Yeah, yeah, I just, I'm staying, we've not had a night out, so I want no, to see you in a night out. I'm <laughs> desperate to see you in a night out. I'm an amateur. Yeah. That's why I've stayed I'll on for I'll be great for, for the first hour. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, two pints of milk and that's it. Yeah, no, listen, definitely, can't wait. We're going to sort it with James, Rochelle and uh, Mark as well. It will be terrific. Let's get back on the lines, 0808 17 17 700. Ryan is on from Perth. Good evening, Ryan. Good evening, how are you guys? Ah, we're okay, how are you feeling? Ah... Uh, I'm 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 good, but you know that that feeling of just mm. being gutted. Did you hear the first ten minutes? We yeah. feel the same way. You're right. Spain have gone two up against Slovakia. I can know everyone uh, feels it. So, but what did it mean to you getting there and now experiencing a tournament with your team in there? Oh, just absolutely unbelievable. I mean, I mean, everybody would agree. The whole country has come together. Um, I mean, Scotland's last time I was there was I was only four year old, so I don't actually remember. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, now I'm 27. It's like wow, like flags everywhere in supermarkets, people wearing Scotland tops, and um, the whole buzz, like everything about COVID was forgotten about. Mm -hmm. It was just pure Scotland, and it was just absolutely buzz everywhere, um, and just got it that we just couldn't couldn't get that final wee bit last night. But very proud of the boys. Mm -hmm. Um, proud of the country, mm -hmm. and, and we go again. Um, I just thought, ah, if there was one wee niggle, wee niggle, I would have thought he would have picked a straight swap for Gilmore for um, Turnbull last night. I thought he would have mm -hmm. went a wee bit more youth. I, I thought, in my opinion, my opinion, that Turnbull would have just gave us that wee, wee bit of more creativity because we were needing a goal. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, he's six foot against the big Croatian lads, creative. And he's, he can hit a free kick. So that would be my only only slight change. Maybe she'd been a bit braver. Yeah, listen, it was a toss, toss of the coin between, for me, Armstrong and, and Turnbull. Listen, Turnbull's a fantastic young player, but let's not forget, Armstrong's playing week in, week out down the Premier League. And every time I've watched him with Southampton, he's been one of the top performers. Um, so listen, I, I was at ease with, with the team. Look, in hindsight, should they have played Turnbull? Who knows? Um, I, I just I would have liked to have seen him on the park at some stage, David Turnbull, because um, I do believe he's got um, he's got it in the locker to go and open my team up, create something. And as Ryan just mentioned, there 
from set pieces. Um, he, he's very good as well. But in terms of Armstrong, Armstrong's a very good footballer mm. as well. It wasn't his night though, was it? Armstrong, he just didn't quite have the yeah. touch that he's had. He's had such a strong season, especially the, the latter part of this season. Yeah, he, he, he was off a bit his own standards. He was off a bit, although he did play his part in, in the gold on the right-hand side. But just sometimes he, he just looked just, just half a yard, just kind of chasing the game um, a wee bit. The, the only thing I would say, Paul, for, for going to go deep, is uh, I, I do agree, and I've heard a few people saying that we should have changed it quicker. We should have been changing it at two-one. Maybe been, you know, mm-hmm. for me, it was crying out for a Ryan Fraser, or a James Forrest, mm-hmm. or something, something different. Because let's be honest, Croatia were, were, were playing with us. I mean, they were different class, and we needed to do something um, different. So that would be one thing. I just thought maybe we could have livened it up a wee bit because as Steve Clark said there as well, and that's something that you will learn is that that you know the boys gave everything physically yeah. and mentally on Friday night, and you can just see when they're chasing it when Modric and the boys are popping it about Barry knows better than us how, how mentally it can, and frustrating it can be and therefore you lose your focus you, you you lose your concentration levels because you're tired when things are not going for you so if there's one thing I'd say about Steve Clark maybe he could have just have freshened it up mm. middle to front when it was 2-1 rather than 3-1 by that point it's gone Ryan do you agree with that before we ask Barry what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I, to- I, I totally agree. I just, I would agree that after the, the second goal in, you could see that the boys' heads kind of went down. It just went, obviously, it would happen because their home crowd and everything just went a bit flat where you could have brought on some the younger ones, maybe to give them a wee oomph, a wee something different. Because we cause I think you would agree, we were chasing the game after that. And I think I think at 2-1, if I'm right or wrong here, they then changed the formation, Croatia, and then that's when they just started. They knew that they had us. And they were just there's no taking away for Croatia. They're they they're not they're not World Cup finalists for nothing. Yeah. Um and they showed their experience, they showed their quality. And Modric go, I mean, I was screaming at the telly and I was like, get out of him. But when you look at back and back and back and I'm like, Wow, you've just got to put your hands on and say, What a goal. Yeah. That is that is so hard to do. Barry. Modric's goal. Modric's um, goal, first of all, and then what about the changes that maybe yeah, would have made you, that? You could yeah. hit two one down, then you go and you, you just go for it mm-hmm. and there's always an opportunity that you can lose another couple of goals we did lose a goal um, after Modric's um, wonder strike but he some of the things that that guy does with a football yeah. he's just so cool calm collected he's he's top notch mm-hmm. but they're a, they're a top notch team yeah. they've got look how comfy they were on the ball um, and sometimes you've just got to hold your hands up and say they're a better team but one thing you, you can't label against our boys they always give 100% mm-hmm. They did, they gave it everything. And maybe a bit earlier we could have freshened it up because there was tired legs because when you're chasing the ball for 65, 70 minutes, yeah. I've done it myself when you're playing against top teams, it does take a lot out of you physically yeah. and mentally. Um, so that's maybe something that you hear Steve Clark in his interview. Um, he'll go away and, and um, have a think, could he have done things differently? So, yep, it's a good shout. Maybe I've changed it um, after uh, the second goal went in. Freshen it up. It was also a, a blow losing Grant Hanley as well. So He's been a to Scott McKenna. You know that, yeah. that that was disruptive as well. So between Billy Gilmer and Grant Hanley, you know that that didn't help um, matters. Albeit Grant Hanley's only you know, guy that's going to go and get you a goal, but it just it just interrupts the flow and the the He's been know, the relationships yeah, uh, that we had in the pitch. Yep, he's been he's been top class um, in the back line. Grant Hanley, um, real warrior, real leader, and he says. 
him coming off. It does shake the defence up a wee bit because they're, they're quite comfy. Um, McTominay um, and, and Tierney beside him. That's a, a good um, trio of defenders. So that maybe jerked us a wee bit. Um, but then McKenna comes on and gets booked straight away and I think to myself, oh, no. His first listen, touch. His first yep. touch, yeah. But listen, yep. that happens in games. That's why you've got a squad. Of course, yeah. Injuries can happen. But he, he is a big miss, Grant Hanley. I, I don't think he got enough plaudits, if I'm being honest with you, because mm. I think he's been immense in this tournament for Scotland. Let's hear Steve Clark speaking about his disappointment at full time. At the moment, it's just disappointment. We're out of the tournament. We wanted to stay in as long as we could. So disappointed that we've... We haven't managed to get out of the group stage. Uh, you, have, you have to give me tonight to get to get over that, and then a few days, and then we'll all sit. Listen, we'll all sit down. We'll take stock yet. We'll look at what performances. I'll look at my performance. I'll look at the performance of the players, and we'll look and see what we can do better in the future. And we'll make sure it's not 23 years before we go to the next tournament. And the improvements so far? We have improved a lot over the two years that I've been head coach. That, that's my belief. Other people might disagree, but I think we've improved a lot. And, and what we have to do is we have to keep improving. We have to keep getting better and better and make sure that we don't have to wait so long before we qualify for the next tournament. Ryan, would you agree with the manager on the improvement? Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think as well the boys will take a lot for last night as well, coming up against world-class opposition. I mean, you've got to remember as well, Croatia were under a lot of pressure last night. They'd been getting a lot of stick. So they, it's just unfortunately they turned it on against us. Um, but as you guys say, I think we we went a wee bit flat because I think we put so much energy, so much passion and belief into the England game that just just maybe that wee bit of cutting edge just didn't hang out. But I tell you what, oh, it's Lee Griffiths was watching it last night. Oh, he he's a player that he would have probably stuck two or three away last night. That's for sure. Yeah, well, see, we, we, a lot of people yeah. talk, see see the game on Friday night, not just physically, but see mentally. That would have took a lot out of them. Does that absolutely exhaust you? Yeah. No doubt about it. Because listen, mm. you're playing against the, your rivals, yeah. and there's so much going into it. They're under so much pressure. Mm. Um, and, and and to be fair, when they were under pressure, they turned it on. Mm. The guys, um, as I said, they were they were first to every ball. But a lot of people just think, is it tiredness mentally as well? That takes a lot out of you. And it's the first tournament for a lot of guys of course, as well. Yeah. It's their first yeah. experience. I think they'll gain so much out of this and going three, forward. Three huge games in eight days. It's pretty massive, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, and he's going, you know, through well a lot. Of, and that's what you hope as well, Paul, if we do get to, to Qatar, that, you know, two or three. Because I think you look at the squad of 26, take three goalies out of it, 23 outfield players. You're probably only looking at, with the greatest respect, 16 or 17 that are really proper yeah. for that level he go and give us a chance of winning a game mm -hmm. and look at what it was like without you know Gilmer last night yeah. who just emerged during the tournament so if we can find another couple of players or a couple of younger ones like your your Turnbulls and boys really kick on at club level and Patterson's over the next year or so then we can go and try and do something but I think that's one of the disadvantages of having that squad where there's five or six that are not game ready at that level albeit they're in the squad um, that's where you you're going to the well with the same players all the time and eventually it took its toll against a quality team last night Ryan thanks for that call we'll speak to you soon no worries enjoy boys cheers thank thanks, you Ryan. I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy Gary what a job you did out there today oh, it, was, it was unbelievable you saw the customers faces when that boiler went in it was a really special moment and what about the overall performance 
Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. So Spain are two up at half time and Sweden one up. I see Mikael Lustig is hoping to be back in Glasgow. Mark Guidi, Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney here. And lots of your calls coming in 0808 17 17 700 because the tournament continues. Yeah, Lustig in the papers today looking forward maybe to coming back to Glasgow to play, Mark. Yeah, Sweden doing really well. They're, they're, they're comfortable tonight, Paul. They will go through. And uh, yeah, Mikael Lustig was a, a real hero for the Celtic supporters, made a, a major contribution. Um, to, to nine in a row and actually the, the club should never have let him go it was a major mistake not to give him a contract uh, and keep him on I mean he wanted to stay and um, that that made that was a that was a part of some of the things that went wrong last season Some of the stories going round tonight Billy Gilmer is wanted by Wolves and Norwich in a loan move you'd think every single club in England would want uh, Billy Gilmer man of the match against England on Friday night Yeah I'm not surprised that teams will, will want him um, fantastic ability fantastic player but I think Billy Gilmore's got that sort of attitude where he's like, no, do you know what? I'm going to stay at, at Chelsea and I'm going to fight for my place and make sure I get in that starting eleven. That's the sort of attitude he's got, and he's good. He's good enough, Paul. He's good enough in my eyes. Um, I don't know if both of you agree, but for me, he's good enough to play with, with, with Chelsea. Yeah. You said it. He, he looks for the ball. He makes things happen, and then he tells them what to do with the ball. He was so impressive. Yeah, I, I seen a couple of things on the internet after the the game in Friday. Like a couple of people um, saying, "Ah, he's only keeping it side to side, five or ten yard passes." But do you know what? He keeps the game ticking. Mm-hmm. And see if I, I go and look at Atlee for the other night, like I was talking about yep. um, Varati the middle of the party, he does the same thing. Phenomenal. The young kid, Pedri, at Spain, does the same thing. But it's a Scottish mentality mm-hmm. that, oh, if we keep the ball, if he, he plays it 10, 15 yards to the side or 10 yards back, that's well, not good enough. Um, for me, he's a fantastic footballer. He keeps the game ticking. And um, what a difference he made. I thought him and Callum McGregor in the middle of the part against England were fantastic. That's the best I've seen Callum McGregor for a long time as well. I thought both of them complemented each other really well. Um, and we were a real driving force in the middle of the pitch. Craig from Cumbernauld is on. Craig, good evening. All right, guys, how you doing? Hi, Craig. Yeah, we're okay. What was your was there a magic moment for you in the tournament? Uh, before we come on to the point that you want to ask, but uh, yeah, what's what's your memory of it that you'll uh, you'll smile about in the winter months? Um, <laughs> when I was out against England, is probably the only thing really. Um, obviously, it was um, good at the time when Callum McGregor scored yesterday. You know, and we finally got a goal. Yeah. Um, but um, obviously, it ultimately counts for Key Hall in the end. So I think uh, I think Friday's result against England is probably going to be be it. Um, Were you proud of the team, the way they played against England? Against England, yeah, absolutely. I, I thought they were outstanding against mm-hmm. England. I thought. Um, on the night there was only one team deserved to get three points for that game it was us um, and considering the fact that we had basically been written off um, by many many people down south um, as even a challenge to England before the game started it was good to see the lads kind of step up a bit and do that I, yep. I just wished that we could have maybe you know dragged some of that into, into yesterday's game mm-hmm. um, 
because that is obviously the, the disappointment that you look back in a, a tournament, your first tournament in 23 years, and the highlights are nil-nil draw. Um, we, we England, you know, um, I think we'll, we'd all have liked it to have been something a, a bit more than that. So do you think it's the Czech Republic game or what do you, I know you were disappointed last night. What's the point you want to make about Scotland last night against Croatia? Yeah, I think, look, um, Croatia are a quality side, no question in that at all. But there's there's just a couple of things I think we really let ourselves down with. I think defended, defensively, I think we were poor. I think we've conceded five goals at Hamden um, in this tournament over two matches. That's not good enough defensively. Um, I think, Yes, Modric's goal's quality. I still don't think he should have that the space to get a shot away. The first goal, to be fair, is worse defensively because for the first goal, their player is able to actually chest the ball down and control it and get a shot away. Uh, he shouldn't have that time and space to do that in the middle of their, their boxing. When you saw the amount of Scotland players in the area, it was incredible that nobody picked them up. Um, so, you know, those are disappointing things. Even the, the third goal, it's a simple... You know, set piece. It's a corner to the, the front post, to the near post, and, and nobody's marking it. I also don't understand why we didn't have anybody actually on the posts. Um, it seems to have gone out of fashion, hasn't it? It's it it something yeah. that has gone out of fashion. Um, I, I'm not, I've always got somebody on the post. Um, always ask the goalkeeper, um, and every goalkeeper I've asked, they want somebody on the the back post. The front post is covered, um, just off at the set two or three yards, just. Uh, off the front post but I'm, I like somebody on the post I do uh, and I was surprised to see that last night but listen every manager's got a different way of defending set pieces um, but the vast majority of managers nowadays don't have um, or don't like players on the post mm-hmm. Perisic liked it anyway he spotted it it was a, it was a, a beautiful top it was a, some header wasn't it yeah, but, uh, we, we're all talking about Modric but he's a player as well mm-hmm. Perisic yeah. he's um he was fantastic last night. He's a he's a top top player. Craig, what did you think about the the subs? Or yeah, mm. what did you feel? Again, that disappointed me. I I don't know why we didn't make them earlier. Uh, for a start, I felt when we go two one down, that's when we have to make the sub because when you're bringing players on, you know, with ten minutes to go, you're three one down. The, the game's finished. You're not going to score three goals to keep stay in the competition. Um, at that period of time, so yeah, I had to be earlier. I was also surprised that James Forrest never came on. He came on and looked brilliant against the Czech Republic, and then we've not seen him for dust since. But I don't, under, I don't understand why Steve Clark has not actually given him a, a chance since, because he looked great against the Czechs mm-hmm. and could have actually a goal himself for one of his first <coughs> interactions. Yeah. Um, so in the Radisson Red last night, we were uh, sitting socially distanced, Mark, watching it, and uh, you mentioned about James Forrest. You thought he might come on yeah. in the second half. Yeah, I thought that the, the, the way the game was going, um, that you know. Croatia were in total control for the the second half. I thought we need to do something different. We need to make them think they're in too much of a comfort zone. And I just thought bringing Forrest on um, would just have shaken it up uh, a little bit because, as you say, Craig, he's, he's nice and fresh. He looked apart when he came on against the, the, the Czech Republic. I can understand why he didn't come on um, uh, against England, but I thought last night, again, as soon as it went to 2-1, um, I thought, no, get James Forrest on. Let's try something different because what we were doing at that moment in time, certainly for that period in the second half, it wasn't working. It was nowhere near it. Mm. Yeah, but see, in Absolutely. terms of in terms of James Forrest, like, he was very direct when he came on against the, the, the Czech Republic. Um, and what he does is he commits defenders. Mm-hmm. 
in the final third and that's what defenders don't like defenders don't like running their back to goal um, and that's what James Forrest did so I, I was surprised that we've, we've not seen him because I'll be honest with you I thought he did make a difference when he came on in the, the Czech game where do we go from here, Craig? What's your feeling? Because in three months' time, we've got the, the World Cup qualifiers. Are you not heartened by some of the young players coming through? I mean, Nathan Patterson came on very briefly. You know, we mentioned Turnbull. We didn't see him. But it's it's a great nucleus of a squad, is it not? Well, we do. It is a great nucleus of a squad. And I think, you know, we obviously have to look now to, to September and to, to try and get... Um, you know, I, I'd agree with what the boys were saying earlier about you know trying to get at least five points um, for those games. I think would be, you know, would, would be decent um, because obviously the game has to be to try and get to Qatar next year. I just worry that uh, we don't have a sort of a striker, um, yeah. and it's always funny because I, I, you know, I look at other countries and I I can't understand why we don't breed more quality players um, in this country. I mean, you look at Wales, you know, players like Gareth Bale, Aaron Ramsey, they're a country that's smaller than us and they're able to produce players of that quality. So we, we can do that. We've got the, the tools and resources. We've also got, you know, Lee Griffiths on our doorstep who I think fully fit as, as our number one striker all day long. You obviously needs to... Because I think it shows, you know, you look at some of the chances, you know, I guess my, my pal was saying it to me when we were watching the game. Um, particularly against the Czech Republic, some of the chances when the Knights missed, I couldn't help but look at it and think, Lee Griffiths would have scored that. Yeah. Totally fit Lee Griffiths would have scored that. So we need that because if we're not going to score goals, you're a, you're a big baller, especially if we're leaking the way we have been as well. So yeah, that's that is the, the crucial area because in midfield we've, we've got a fairly solid midfield. Uh, the defence is okay, um, but it's it's the forwards that right now aren't good enough. And the warning signs that came. Before the Euros, they came in the Luxembourg game when they went down to 10 men and we, we peppered their goal but could only get the one goal in it. So, you know, that's what we need to do. We need to focus on that, focus and hope that Griffiths gets fully fit. And also, for the future, try and see if we can develop more players as well. The SFA could maybe give clubs more resources and tools to develop young Scottish players. Um, that comes through because England do it you know you see the players like Saka and stuff like that at Arsenal and Birmingham at Borussia Dortmund so I don't see any reason why we couldn't do that we just need the resources some really good points there Barry are we producing enough players are we doing it in the right way look at Wales with Aaron Ramsey okay Gareth Bale's at the other end of his career but they've got really exceptional players who can play at the end of the pitch up front at the business end yeah, listen, it's a good point. Do we produce uh, good players? Yeah, we do. Mm -hmm. We don't produce the, the top level in terms of... But I think we produce one. Billy Gilmer's going to be... Mm -hmm. Not going to be. He is top level. But listen, that, that's down to um, coaches at a, a young age and how uh, academies develop their players. And it's not just down to the coaches. It's do the young ones want it enough mm -hmm. um, nowadays. That, that's the issue uh, you've got as well. Um, so I, I just love seeing young players coming through but we've got we've got four in terms of Turnbull Nisbet Parts and Gilmer I do believe we've got three or four other ones um, to burst onto the scene and that's what I like seeing young Scottish players going and, and um, playing at a high high level Where's the young Ali McCoyst? Yep. Well, obviously oh, sticking that oh, yeah, yeah, Honestly yeah. I, I'm thinking where is our 
Where is our next number nine? Because Tierney and Robertson are fantastic players, yes. elite players. But, but who up front? You yeah, know, where's I the Dennis Law? I don't see, I'm trying to think of the Scotland under-21s. I can't think of anybody to think, you know what, he, it's just it's 18 months too soon for him. I can't think of anyone. And and, and I get the, the all the chat about Lee Griffiths and stuff, but the evidence is there. You can't rely on Lee Griffiths. Now, I hope I'm wrong, and I hope for Scotland's sake and for his own sake, more importantly, um, that he gets his career... Uh, back in track do you think he's listening Mark because there's been such an outpouring about Lee Griffiths and Craig you know Craig's been on I yeah, do. a big Rangers fan I do. I've yep. been watching him he looks brighter uh, yep I've yep. seen him do a few interviews mm-hmm. which you never see Lee Griffiths do yep. mm-hmm. I think now he's putting himself out there and he's saying right do you know what mm-hmm. this is my last chance this is me I've got to go and, and see um, uh, or do what everybody wants him to do yeah. and that's get back on a pitch and playing because he is our most natural goal scorer. There's no doubt about it. There's, nobody doubts Lee Griffiths' ability. It's just the application. His, yeah, but we've seen him where I don't think I've ever seen Lee Griffiths do as many That's interviews. True. So he's putting himself out there. Let's hope that he's going to have a good pre-season. I don't get one on our doorstep. Yeah. I don't know what the and mental health... And he's only 30. Yeah, I know he had problems. We don't know exactly what they are, Craig. But to hear you, you know, saying that about him, maybe he felt in the... You know, there was Moussa Dembele beforehand, there was uh, Edouard. You know, he was never the first mentioned striker at, at Celtic for a number of years, Mark. But surely he is hearing this now and saying, Craigie, I have got a talent that he could still use for, you know, for Celtic, the, the possibility of a new contract. But in this context of this discussion, for Scotland... Yeah, I mean, it's all there for him, Paul. It should have been at the Euros. It should have been at Hamden last night yeah. playing. No talking about it mm-hmm. on Sky Sports. He should have been out there on the pitch playing and it's only his own fault. And I noticed he's, he, in another interview that he gave a couple of days ago, he said a wee, looks like a wee nibble at, at, at Neil Lennon and the coaching staff at, at oh. Celtic. What did he say? Um, yeah. He basically said that he was fit the second half of last season and um, you know, he'd need to ask Neil Lennon and other coaches here why he didn't get more game time. So, now... See, we don't know. We don't know the ins and outs. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure Neil Lennon will, will have something to, to, to say about that. But um, Lee Griffiths, as I said, Pat, I'd love to see Lee Griffiths back in the dark blue for Scotland and, and out there scoring goals. We're going to need somebody like that come September. But there it is. And Barry saying he's looking good and he's looking the part. He is. But we've heard that a couple of times before. And I always mm-hmm. think of the old saying that, that, that coaches talk about Barry. Um, when you have a player who can cause you a problem and they continue to cause you a problem for different reasons, whether it's off the park or whether it's a lack of application and not the right attitude day-to-day, gearing up for a Saturday, as a leopard never changes his spots. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I hope that's not the case yep. with Lee Griffiths. I hope he can change, mm-hmm. but it's up to him to go and prove that. He's, yep. not, owed any, he's not owed any more favours by, by football sure. or Benny clubs. It is absolutely 100% down to him to go and show that for the next two or three years, you say 30, he should be getting into the best two years of his and life. Prime. He should mm-hmm. be getting he should be he should be banging in 30 goals for Celtic next season and he should be mm-hmm. taking Scotland to well, the World Cup. My final. honest opinion, mm-hmm. I never see Lee Griffiths doing anything in terms of media. I've watched him and I get a sense for Lee Griffiths, he now knows he's 30 year old, it's his last chance. Um because once you get over 30, you, you don't know mm-hmm. when time's going to be up you could be 32, 33 you could go into 35, 36 or whatever I've, I've just got a sense that Lee Griffiths is going to come back with a bang okay 
Craig, before you go, who is going to win the tournament, do you reckon? Spain have gone three up against Slovakia and Sweden have gone two up against Poland. Overall, who do you think is going to win? Middle of July, who's it going to be? I, I, I genuinely think uh, you know, the start of it, I thought France, but now, yeah. having watched the games, I'm, I'm, I'm really fancying Italy. Um, they look solid as a rock at the back. They look terrific going forward and I just think it's going to take a top, top performance for one of the top teams um, to try and beat them so they're, they're the ones for me that I, I certainly think will, will go on and do it Mark uh, do you think as long as it's not England we're all, we're all right <laughs> hey, uh, I, I, I couldn't agree <laughs> <laughs> 1966 I fancied Spain at the start of the tournament to be honest and now I'm thinking having watched the sort of first round of games uh, if you offered me the, the chance now I would say Belgium if you offered me yeah, the chance you can't write Belgium no. off you just look yeah, at right. the quality the, the quality player they've got but listen, I think there's three or four in the running. Um, France as well. You look at the players France have got. France have got top class yeah, players. Yep. But the the team that's impressed me most, as you just said there, Italy. Italy, hundred percent. Um, we all know how defensively strong they are, but in terms of playing the game and playing creating chances and scoring goals mm. Italy are the form team I love as well sorry Paul no, going to the break. No, no. you just go to the dugout and you see Mancini oh, with a million dollars with their manicure you see Gianluca Viali he's looking two million dollars oh, no. and then I don't know who he is <laughs> but you've got the yeah. other coach part he's like something like a Quentin Tarantino movie oh, right. he's like, it looks like a great wee yeah. character yeah. Yeah. Wee guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's brilliant I've not been out with Paul yet, but I could sense that's the way he dresses in the night. Oh, out. So we'll find it. Oh, oh, flute oh, oh, Would you be the Hugo Boss guy with the one S? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with the Barras? You got some great things. Craig, thanks very much for joining us tonight. I can tell you that Poland have pulled one back against Sweden. Cheers, Craig. Thanks for the call. I was just about to say about Roberto Mancini. What about the clobber? Oh, I mean, it was almost like Chris Burt last night, who was. I mean, he was giving Barry. Oh, run was. for his money, ah, wasn't he? Was he definitely was? Well, yeah. In terms of what? Great gear, no, it just looked oh, really well. Okay, not quite as good as you know. He was, uh, <laughs> the club it was, was good. You see it on our social media, um, which was uh, it was a terrific up until yeah we went two one down. There was there was those moments when it went one one. Yeah. We got a forty one. Yeah, yeah. There's photos media. there, social media. <laughs> Can I get yeah. a photo? Of a look at Burkey because I, I remember right. Burkey's gear when he was at Rangers. Was it the best? The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to. Listen live weeknights from five. Yeah, well, we know we lost 3-1 last night to Croatia. There were those moments at 1-1 after the Callum McGregor goal where we thought we dared to dream, could we make it? And listen, you never know with the Steve Clark team, they could have, but it didn't happen last night. So what's up next? Well, it's the end of season night out, in which we're just organising during the break. Barry Ferguson's absolutely buzzing for it, isn't he, Mark? <laughs> he, is, he, is. he is. Yep. I just seen, yeah. before, yeah. I just seen a photo of Burkies. It was a nice uh, cardigan. Disappointed in your shirt, but it, it, it was a co- well, no, it, you've it, no ironed it. I signed, I would never go without oh, it ironed. Absolutely, yeah. no ironed it. <laughs> I'll tell you, he's the fashion police, isn't he? Oh, I yes. no yeah. missed that yeah. trick. No <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow night on the programme, Rob McLean will be here with Craig Moore and Leanne Crichton. Is, is uh, oh, by god, his gears are horrendous. Australian. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, 4-0 to Spain that's the latest there so they they've been criticised of course the, the Spanish media the Spanish oh. people weren't happy but they've come good tonight against Slovakia and uh, Poland pulled one goal back but Sweden are 2-1 up there mentioning Oz then Ange Postacoglu there's going to be his first media conference in the next day or two he is 
in Scotland. He is in Glasgow and uh, he'll face the media in the next couple of days, Mark. And uh, Lee Griffiths is one of the things that people think he'll probably be getting a new contract. As you said earlier, different terms, but he could well be staying. Yeah, I, I would think, you know, all things considered, where Celtic are and how they're, they're low in numbers and, 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 and short in, in quality, I think that, that Lee Griffiths is certainly worth a year's contract. He, he knows the place, he knows Scottish football. And if he can get himself right, if he is up for it, uh, Paul, I mean physically, if he's up for the challenge, then he can lead the line for Celtic next year and, and bang in 30 goals. He, he, he absolutely can. And, and Ange Postacoglu strikes me as a type of coach that would see Lee Griffiths as a challenge and one that he would embrace as a coach. You know what, I'm going to get you back on track. But it needs to be a two-way street mm. and Lee Griffiths needs to buy into it. But I think they'll... They'll keep Lee Griffiths on for and give him a year. Is there any word on his coaching staff? Not, not that I'm aware. Nothing in no. public, Barry. No. At the moment, John Kerry, Gavin Stratton, been taking training. They've been back four or five days. Um, but um, John Aloisi's brother's been mentioned. I forget his first name. What's in Australia? Um, and his brother's been mentioned as a as a possible um, coming in. But he's as far as we know, he's just arrived uh, on his own and what was. With what's there, and of course the former Scotland Celtic manager uh, Gordon Strachan's been mentioned as being part of the setup. Yeah, I've seen uh, that in the last few days. Mm-hmm. Don't know if it's true, but his name doesn't go away. Um, well, he's doing, yeah. um, I think, a similar job at Dundee just mm-hmm. now. Yeah, um, director overseen, of football. Yeah, yep. overseen um, James McPeak, um, and obviously, and sorry, also the the youth structure. I think up oh, there, so. He's been in that job, I think, for a couple of years, and look, it's not a bad shout. That's the way they. Would that be good, do you think, to go back? Well, he knows the game. Yep. Listen, Gordon Strachan, he's an experienced manager. He's, he's won trophies, he's managed at the highest level. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I could see that that working for sure. He won, what, three out of four? Yeah, three out of four titles, titles yeah. when he was there. But they just yep. need to get people on the door, Paul. Yep. And, you know, Paul, Paul Gordon Strachan, I, I don't think, would be their first choice. I don't really think, really deep down, would Gordon Strachan want to go back? No. But if they said, look, we need your help, I'm sure he would help. Obviously, but it'll be good money in it for him as well. He's got a relationship with Dermot Desmond. He's got a relationship with Peter Lawwell. Um, so, yeah, again, you could see something there. Even if it's just for a year, trying to get a bit of stability, using his contacts, using his knowledge. Um, and again, you know, maybe even just to help Ange Postecoglou. But Celtic just need to start getting people of quality in the door because there's not enough quality at the club at the moment. And they've got to change Chase Rangers now, who are yep. the, the favourites for the title already. Any word from Rangers? Morellas has been mentioned again. That's almost inevitable that he could go again this summer. Yeah, it's a possibility if somebody comes in with the right offer. I'm sure Rangers will, will, will look at it, but I'm sure the manager wants to keep everybody and he still wants to add another couple of players. Um, he's obviously added Sakala, um, who... I've not seen much. I've only watched him over the, the internet, and look, that doesn't tell you too much. But he looks he looks decent enough. But listen, the proof will be in the pudding when you see him in a, a Rangers jersey. But no, they're still actively wanting to bring in two or three players, Paul. Because um, I always believe the best time to strengthen is when you're on top. That's fashion, Ferguson talking about fashion. <laughs> Sakala talking about the clobber earlier on. Just gone half past six. It's the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Thanks for their backing. And let's go back on the lines to Gary now in the gobbles. Hi, Gary. How you doing, Paul? How uh, you doing, guys? Good. Good. Hey, Gary. How you doing? Good to hear you, Gary. How do we bounce back from the disappointment? Well, we've got a wee bit to wait. Obviously, I think it's the next game September, maybe against Denmark. But um, I. Listen, I'm, I'm still hurting today. Um, you know, I, I believe that 
the, the hearing fans today, hearing fans kind of saying how, how proud they are of the team and listen, the team done well in getting to their first major tournament in 23 years, but I, I believe it's all wrong. I believe that this is this was our best chance um, of getting out of a group stage ever. And I think we shot ourselves in the foot, obviously, in the Czech Republic game. But, you know, I, I think when you, I was looking at the kind of England team and the Scotland team and just kind of comparing players, and, you know, we, we're we not a team just of nobody's in emerging. We've got Premier League winners in there. We Robbo, he's won the Champions mm-hmm. League. We yeah. Gilmore's won the Champions League. You've got quadruple treble winners in there with the Celtic yeah. boys. And mm-hmm. um, even the three keepers are league winners compared to the likes of Tyrone Minge, Jack Grealish, Calvin Phillips, Declan Rice and Harry Kane, who have won nothing really in their career. Do you know what I mean? So I think we need to start believing that we're a proper team. And I, I think the fans just kind of settled for, we got to the we got to Euro 2020 and we were happy with that. But for me, I'm not buying that. I, I, think, I think we bottled it. You think we bottled it against the, the Czech Republic? I think that's the one game that I think you'll look back, the manager and the players of the Czech Republic game. England game, we were a better team. Last night, they were just a level above us, Croatia. I don't care what anybody says. They're a top team with top players. And sometimes you've got to admit that. You're, you're playing against but, but, a team but, that finished in the World, uh, yep. the World Cup final three years ago. And I, I'm hearing people saying they're an ageing team. Age is nothing. Average age is 28. And look yeah, at the but, 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 yeah. but the way modern-day football players look after themselves, yeah. they're athletes. They can mm. play. That's why you see so many players mm. now playing 35, 36, mm. 37. Ronaldo, Ronaldo. Yeah, sure. right. But look. the one game I, I'm not mm. disappointed is the Czech Republic game. None of two games. Listen, it wasn't a get, We never had 11 players bang on form, which we did against England. But I think if we did have 11 players bang on form last night, I'm not too sure if we would have beat Croatia. No. But I think That's that, how highly I sure, rate them. I agree. Gary, your point though is Czech Republic. So I guess maybe I, we should have played Billy Gilmer at that point. Been braver, Mark. Aye, I mean, yeah, we can look back and think, yeah, Billy Gilmore. Um, but I can also understand why Steve Clark did put him in. Yeah. The first game at hand in front of own supporters, going with McGinn and McGregor and Armstrong. I understand why. But then it was obviously tailor-made to go and put him in against England and it worked out wonderfully well. So look, if there's one thing we can take away from the past two weeks is that Billy Gilmer is more than ready. It's not up for debate. So that's a positive that we can take away from the past couple of weeks. But Gary's point about we bottled it and and I'm always interested in people that say we bottled it. We hear it all the time, whether it's at club level in the mm. Champions League or Europe or whatever it may be. What is your definition of bottled it, Gary? In what way did Scotland bottle it? I just, I don't know if it was maybe to do we the fact that there was fans in because obviously you know we've not played with fans um, in the stadiums because of the pandemic and and maybe it kind of did get them because I'm not I'm not saying we played bad because we created chances in all the games that we played and on another day you know if Jack Henry's shot is a couple inches lower it goes in and if you know Lyndon Dykes gets a better connection against against Pickford then it's in and things like that so I don't know whether it's just to do with the pressure. Maybe. I, I bet I think, you, but uh, again, bottle, you're, not, you're not giving me a definition of bottle on it. But what you're saying there is, we're just not quite good enough. And that we can accept. We maybe just have, have the, that wee bit of luck. We should have been more clinical in front of goal. That's fine. These are all reasons why we are where we are and why we're out the tournament as of last night. But that doesn't mean to say we've bottled it. Yeah, I, I, I just think I just think that, that we, we still think ourselves as a kind of small country. And I know mm-hmm. it's our first major tournament in 23 years. But as I say, when when you look at the 
the quality that we've got in that squad. I think they just need to believe in themselves a wee bit more that they can mm. they can go and do it, and yep. and obviously hopefully we can get to the World Cup um, in Qatar. But in terms of Barry's point, you know, what I mean? saying a quality team in Croatia. They were a quality team because we sat off them, because we let them play football. And I think we showed them too much respect last night. Barry, did we show them too much respect? No, I think if we go and close them down, they still play about, round about us. But look, I, I, in terms of our players, and it goes on about Martin Day asking them a question about Bottling it. We've got players who have played in massive games. McTominay, Manchester United, mm-hmm. under pressure every week, played Euro, Europa League final. Kieran Tierney. Andy Robertson, yep. Billy Gilmore, Callum McGregor, John McGinn. Can, John McGinn. Yep. I can go on and on. There's guys. Look, at the end of the day, sometimes you've got to be honest and hold your hands up and mm-hmm. say you play against a better team. Plain and simple. I don't think this this group of players bottle it. We just weren't good enough in the night. But you know what? In time, we will get better. I believe that it's a learning curve for everybody. This group of players, first major finals. It's a different ball game from domestic football. Um, so I, I'm positive I, I'm coming away for this finals disappointed yep, deflated a wee bit because we didn't go through like everybody but let's move on quickly we've got games coming up in September and I think you'll see the introduction of more younger players who I think are going to be certain starters for us for the next 10-12 sure. years Mark, are you happier with uh, what Gary was clarifying? He's saying we should believe in ourselves a bit yeah, more I think they did. do yeah, I yeah. think the players do believe in themselves I think that was one thing that that uh, Andy Robertson and John McGinn made a point mm-hmm. of stressing, not just in the in the past few weeks leading up to it, in the past sort of year or so. You know, they're saying have that extra wee bit of arrogance, self confidence, yeah. ar- arrogance in a good way, yeah. in a positive mm-hmm. way, um, self confidence. Yeah, I mean, I think we could always improve in that. And again, Paul, when you look at it, the fact that we've not qualified, we've got one point out of nine. We lost two games at Hamden. Mm-hmm. Remember, two home games, we've lost them. We scored one goal. Um, we've not created we've not taken four or five really excellent chances that we created so there's clearly room for improvement in all um, areas and um, maybe a wee bit of confidence but I agree with Barry and I know what Gary's saying we sat off Croatia and I suppose when we look at we did one thing that concerned me and I'm not saying it with hindsight because where Modric scored his goal I think I said to you last night Paul when we watched it I was always concerned Croatia always had three or four 18, 20 yards out, just waiting for a for a cutback, waiting for a cutback, and eventually we got we got punished with one. But um, I think we've got I think we've got enough belief, but maybe a wee bit more certainly wouldn't do any harm. Mm-hmm. Gary, you're not far out there in what you're saying. I think just about yeah. a bit of belief oh, I, I, in the it's first. It's disappointing yeah. like everybody. Yeah. We, yeah. we want more because we. I, I fully believe before we, we started off against Czech Republic, we were getting out of the group. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly you felt did? so confident. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm a bit disappointed. A wee bit deflated, as I said. But I still remain confident in this mm. group of players. I, I think there's more to come for them. Yeah. I think they'll learn so much and take so much out of these last three games. But I go back to Friday. It did take a lot out of them because they mm. gave us everything on Friday. I thought they were, to oh, a man, yeah. unbelievable. Gary. And a lot of people don't realise, as I say, it's not just physically. Mentally, it's tough Mentally. as well. Yep. Gary. Are you um, confident for the future then in Steve Clark? We trust, we heard that over the last uh, week or two. Or is the jury out for you? I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be one of the, you know, Steve Clark out no. brigade. I, I think Good. I think it potentially potentially I think losing Keelan Tierney in the first game maybe threw yeah. him a wee bit. I don't yeah. know how late that, that kind of decision came because 
I think he, he did get the team selection wrong and maybe tried to play it too cagey, whereas maybe last night should have been the, the game where he should have played it cagey and, and went for it in the first game kind of thing. But um, in terms of last night, you know, I think he got the team selection right. Um, it's probably the team I would have played, but I yeah. thought his subs and his timings, I thought when Callum scored uh, right before half-time, I thought, right, get, you know, get like Sir Forrest in the wing or Fraser down the wing, um, you know, maybe take Dykes off and get Nisbet on, mm-hmm. and, and let's just go for it, and, and if you get beat, you get beat, but, mm-hmm. you know, I think he, I think we went 2-1 down before he stuck Ryan Fraser on, and then we went 3-1 down before he put Nisbet and Patterson on, and I'm like, I don't really get what you're what you're trying to do there, do you know what I mean? Barry wants to come in there. No, I, yeah. I think in terms of the Czech Republic game, what you just mentioned there, Kieran Tierney, um, that would have been a blow to the team. Huge. He's not just he's not yeah. just a top player. It's not just a top player. It's Kieran Tierney's presence on the pitch. No matter how he plays, he's a leader. And that would have been a big... Uh, he was a massive miss. It would have been a big blow to his teammates that um, he wasn't playing. But again, sometimes you've got to... You, got to suffer that mm. and you've got to give somebody another opportunity yeah. um, and it's easy we're all talking should Billy Gilman have played the first game who knows we'll never Look, know we, yeah. we never know but that team in, in Friday night we can compete with the best mm. don't tell me that England haven't got top players we have got top players I think I thought we made them look um, bang average in Friday break coming up Gary who's going to win the tournament um, I can't really see past Italy to be honest but you're going you know to Italy as well Denmark. I'd love Denmark oh uh, yeah sure of course I think we all would yep that, yep it's a great shout great shout yep. great good call thanks Gary cheers the Go Radio Football Show talking football first listen live weeknights from five Spain now five up in Slovakia and Poland have equalised so Two oh, two in that one. Yep, yep, yep. Sweden and Poland. Go radio football show with OPC Energy oh, Limited. Just having great chat here on the break. Just getting. <laughs> yeah, I've just decided get, it's, a, it's a weekend. We're going to day. <laughs> Rochelle's in charge of it tonight. She's checking with James as well. Where will we be? I think you no, liked the red and red, didn't you? You yeah, love it. There. It was great. Up in the rooftop. I think it's going to be. If you fancy. Yeah. Yep. Brilliant. Yep. Brilliant. But That's I thought true. it was lovely. Yep. They looked after us. The the staff. Um, I love the breaks in here I love when it goes on they're <laughs> magnificent <laughs> we'll maybe put them in the podcast yeah the podcast I've got news for you you can't oh. put them in the podcast <laughs> we're over 700,000 downloads fantastic yes great Get in there. Stuff. Isn't it fantastic? Well done, everybody. Oh, Thank you for making the switch. We're on every night from five till seven. The Go Radio Football Show, the fastest growing in the planet. <laughs> I'm not sure that's uh, the management are not responsible for that comment. <laughs> the fastest growing station in the Gorbals. <laughs> that's us. That's that is definitely, official. That's definitely oh, true. Yeah, that's right in the heart of Glasgow true. here. And uh, we'll be with you right throughout the new season and on the weekends as well. We're looking forward to it. It's going to be a big, big season. season. But st- it is, isn't it? It's going to be huge. By the way, see, you look at all three divisions. Yeah. The Premier League, obviously. The Championships, Tasty. And mm. Barry's League. League oh. One as well. Alloa, yep. Queen's Park, Cove Rangers, Falkirk. Brilliant division yep. as well. It's, I think it's going to be really, really exciting uh, 10 months ahead. But we're still in the Euros. Scotland have just gone out. But Scotland fan is on. David from Cumbernauld. Good evening, David. Evening, everybody. How are you? You know, I think looking uh, back over the campaign as a whole, I know we didn't set the heather on fire, but I think we should still be proud of the, mm. the steps we've taken along the way. You know, it's been so 
long since the last time we were at this stage and I, I, I don't like uh, being the negative wise at all we were we could have done better you know we've made steps along the way and it's mm-hmm. it's a pathway towards the future I think it's going to be we'll get into the World Cup I think as well and it's, it's as well it's great thinking of Wayne's and they've got their hopes and dreams set alight now seeing people uh, such as ourselves playing just yesterday on the, on the telly you know what I mean yep well, you look at somebody like Barry Ferguson, who is one of the, the best players ever in Scotland, but Barry didn't get to a, a major tournament. And it's it's unbelievable. And we've said it so many times, you know, we, th- we qualified year after year for the, the Euros, and especially the World Cups. And then we weren't there for all those years. I think that's a great point. And it must be good for the young people now who are re-engaging with it, with football. Because for ages, you'd be seeing the Barcelona tops or the Chelsea tops or whatever. Young kids, um, I'll be looking at, they three games, desperate to, to go and um, yep. become a footballer and, and play with their country. Look, I, I, I loved it. I'll be honest with you. I'm disappointed, yeah. as I said. But I love supporting the the boys. Um, Friday was was a, was the best bit for me, mm-hmm. obviously, playing against sure. England. Last night when Callum McGregor, as I says, her room up at Oliver, the, the, up at the stadium, the room was going absolute crazy and that's what it meant to the, the, all the boys 20s and about 7 or 8 staff 20s in a, a big room socially distanced just buzzing for the game that's what it's all about a full nation behind a, a group of players proud of their efforts there's no no denying that they gave us everything we just came short but do you know what you listen to Steve Clark's interviews they'll go away um, digest um, the full tournament see where they can improve and I'm sure come September with that triple header we'll get hopefully nine points it'll be a big ask yep. um, but right now I'd take five points you take if I'm five. honest David who is your Scottish player of the tournament for you who would you, who would you say from the three games uh, you know I know he only paid one full game but Billy Gilmore was an absolute guiding light in that England match you could see like he's going to be something really really special in the year in the years to come and that, that's what it's all about as well you, we've got a, a, a crux of a, a young squad there mm. there's a lot of young and youthful players in there that will go on to learn things and develop along the way mm. and it's I know I'm I'm very hopeful for Scotland's future where beforehand I was going to go oh can we get into this tournament I know and now I have no doubt in my mind whatsoever that we will get to the next one we need yep. to keep yep. two years ago I was Really worried, mm-hmm. really worried. Where where are we going to go as a nation? Are we ever going to qualify for for anything? And, and let's let's just look at the job that Steve Clark, the coaching yeah. staff, and the group of players have done over the last couple of years. To it achieve. looked as though we were going to be out there yeah. early, didn't and, it? And yeah. listen, see, it's a good thing that we're disappointed mm-hmm. that we've not got into the the last sixteen. That shows you what we think of the group of players. Now, come Qatar, the the World Cup qualifications. Um, we'll be expecting them to go. It'll be a tough ask, but we're expecting them. That, that's what you want. You want expectations put on you as a group of players. And as we were talking with the last caller, I think this group of players realise the, the pressures that they're under now. And I think they'll be able to handle it, no problem. And Mark, people talk about the greatest Scottish players over the years, the Dalglishes who joined us uh, last week in the programme, the George Jordans or whoever, but they couldn't take us through to no. knockout stages either. No, and you, and you think, you know, Peru, Iran, yeah. you know, the, the, the different uh, results. Um, I think as well, Paul, you think back to 1998 when we were returning home from mm. St Etienne, there was a feeling of 
almost disgrace mm. in terms of the performances and the and the result. I don't get that feeling now, and maybe it's because there's a wee bit more. Uh, a wee bit more leeway because the fact it's been 23 years but it's as if the whole nation's fallen in love again mm -hmm. um, with it and it's been it's been great you know the, the, the coverage the response um, everything's been brilliant we've all been buzzing and on your question Paul it's a great question never thought of it Scotland's sort of player of the tournament yeah. and uh, I'd, I'd just give a mention to yes Billy Gilman of course but to, to Andy Robertson for the way he played in the opening game and the way he just set a standard as a captain um, a really good leader on the park and a tremendous ambassador for his country um, off the park as well. And I think Andy Robertson deserves a lot of credit. That's a, that's a great point. I'm going to bring on John. David, stay with us for a moment or two. John and East Kilbride. Hi, John. Hi, guys. How are you getting on? Uh, good, thanks. Uh, so we got on and up there with uh, David. Are you feeling... How, how are you feeling about Scotland and the Euros? Oh, it's... I suppose. Go on, John. Oh, sorry. No. Uh, I know. I mean, it's it's it's, uh, it's a journey, to be honest. You know, um, getting there, getting to the Euros was the the main aim for Scotland. Um, you know, us getting through these kind of group stages uh, was obviously our aim, and I think that was the the carrot and the the end of the end of the stick. Uh, we just couldn't get there, to be honest. We had a, a young team, and you know, a, a general point that. This team, this team will grow and they will develop into a team like Croatia. You know, we just need to believe that that will happen. And we mentioned there about Andy Robertson, and I think you know him, don't you, from from school days? I, I do. Yeah, I, I went to school with Andy. Um, Andy is he's, he's a leader, um, but you know, in school he was a, he was a phenomenal player, phenomenal talent, uh, and I at school. I mean, to be honest, I've always. Kind of known Andy as a person that uh, he's focused, he's so focused on getting the job done, uh, particularly in football. Um, and I think he'll grow and develop. Just um, if he's not already developed, you know enough, yeah. uh, he'll he'll go into the captain that we we all look for, look up to. Sweden have just scored their three-two up right at the end. Spain are still five up on Slovakia. Well, well the thing about Andy Robertson, he's a prime example. Of any young footballer, when you get knocked back at a young age. Um, what happened with him at Celtic he went to Queen's Park he went away and he worked hard he got his move to Dun United Hull then Liverpool and he's a Champions League and Premier Spencer yep Premier League there, what there. a story isn't it Premier that? League yeah. and Champions yeah. League winner um, so he's a, a great example for any young kid because there's a lot of kids there at 15, 16 mm. um, get that um, hurt of getting rejected from a club so there's always hope for everybody and he's a a great example, and I agree with Matt. I think he has been... He's come in for a bit of criticism with Scotland performances in the past, but one thing he showed over these three games is real leadership. He's had, had a terrific Euros, hasn't he? And David, what about the captain taking that... Uh, the goodie bag? It was a kind of Manny goodie bag or boss or something. Great stuff for the players. I thought that was a great sign, David. You know, when, when they got together the other week uh, for the Euros, what did you make of that? I thought it was a good signal from the captain. Do you know, um, as I said beforehand, we should we should be proud of the steps that we've taken along the way. They're, they're proof that we were there. They're proof that we achieved something that 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 we've not achieved for so long. It, it's proof that dreams can come true if you work hard enough to achieve them. And Andy Robson's a as a prime example of that. You, I, I'm will be amazed if his story doesn't get turned into some sort of cinema thing at some point because. The, where he went to, to where he is now, it's just a show that 
if you put in enough hard work and enough effort, the sky's only the limit. That's a great shout, David. In fact, as soon as you said that, Mark Guidi is scribbling that down. I think he started the, the screenwriting already of that story. John, man of the tournament for you, who do you reckon? From a Scotland perspective. Yeah, for Scotland. Yeah. For Scotland, um, man of the tournament, Billy Gilmore. Uh, mm. I think that game against England showed a real um, great sign that we've got somebody who's so young with um, so much of a kind of football and brain. Uh, it, it, Billy Gilmore's movement in the middle of the park, I've never seen anything like it. Um, that game against England was incredible. Um, and it shows you that he can go from strength to strength. Uh, and I certainly think, you know, being so young, he'll be the standout player that will be, um, you know, in a few years' time, he'll be the one that everyone will be looking up to and he'll be the kind of equivalent of Gareth Bale to us, I suppose. Um, so he's my man of the tournament. Yeah, and his new heroes. Yep, Mark. No, I was yep. just going to say, just on that, we were discussing earlier about Billy Gilmer, you know, wanted by Wolves and Norwich and we were thinking he was going to stay at Chelsea. And I'm just looking now, Sky seem to have taken it on a wee touch by saying there's actually discussions now between Norwich and Chelsea. And I'm just wondering, Daniel Farke and Thomas Tuchel, they'll know each other. And I wonder if that's where the link comes from. So it may well be a shout that he is going to Norwich. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great call, John. Thanks very much. Uh, did you reckon he would end up being the Scotland captain, Andy Robertson, when you saw him at school? Not in, not in a million years. I knew he would <laughs> do so well, though. Do you know, I knew he would do so, so well because of the focus that he had. Um, and I think he took it, you know, every every stride he took, um, you know, he took it in the right direction. And, you know, kudos to him. He's, he's done excellent for Scotland. Well yeah. done. Great call. Thanks very much, John, for calling the Go Thank Radio you. Football Show. Cheers. Enjoy the summer, um, Barry. Hard to believe it's over for us, but plenty more to come in the Euros. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the great... games tonight. Yeah, what have we got uh, tonight? Germany, uh, Germany and oh. Hungary, Portugal and France. That's wow. a tasty... Find out who England get. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, we've only got about ten seconds left. So tomorrow night, Leanne Crichton's going to be here. That's going to be great. The Scotland international, the former international, Craig Moore as well, the Aussie, and Rob McLean. So that's going to be tomorrow night at five, and we'll be back, Barry, Mark, and myself Friday at Friday. five. But tomorrow night, five o'clock, the Go Radio Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy.